0: well here. It is Thursday, February 22nd, and today on a brand new episode of Texas Rangers with the boys, Kevin and I are going to take a trip around the league. We're going to talk about expansion. We're also going to talk about the Rangers and who they're throwing in the first Cactus League game. And we're going to take a look at some of the old timers still hanging around the big league. So join us today. Texas Rangers with the boys.
1: Welcome back to Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys, your daily Texas Rangers podcast by a couple of pro wrestlers who love Rangers baseball. And, hey, we want to thank you for making us the first listen of your day. You know, spring training is upon us, and it's always a good time to let you know and remind you that your Texas Rangers are the defending World Series champions, if you want to hear me talk about it. Or actually, if you want to even know who I am, this is your boy, Kev, a.k.a. YBK, Kevin Frazier. If you want to hear me talk about the Texas Rangers on social media, you can go to Kevin Lee Fraser. That is F-R-A-Z-I-E-R. If you want to find out what Texas Rangers with the boys are saying on social media, you can go to W-T-B And you can check us out on our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com.
0: All one word. Uh, that's on the World Wide Web, right? It is. It
1: is. I, I didn't know if maybe the bit was, was you, working like, its way out.
0: The other night when you talked about it, like, now it's over. Well, like, you know, I it's probably like. probably shouldn't even say one word anymore. I should just, yeah. like, sit here with my mouth closed all the way up until you say, like, hey, Bull, what are you doing, buddy?
1: <laughs> we could do that. We could. You know, it's just a, uh, it, it's like, it, I didn't know if it had found its way to, like, the, the bit garbage bin with the, the Facebook bit. But, uh, you know, we well, are. trying
0: a... to break the fa- Facebook thing out every once in a while, but there for a while we were doing shows about important stuff and Facebook <laughs> didn't seem that important.
1: Well, we are definitely doing some shows about important stuff now, but. Well, not
0: today or like the last couple of weeks. I mean, like last year when stuff was important. Well, like we could have been doing Facebook bits all winter.
1: If you guys are wondering who this other guy is talking it's my co-host, the 300-pound animal, a.k.a. Bull. And the cool part is is he also has social media that he will tell you about after he makes about 13 different comments about other stuff. So, how you doing, buddy?
0: Oh, hey, I'm, I'm doing good. I got lots of things to talk about here. Let me get to all 13. Today on the, the show, off. we've got some round the league stuff, and we're going to talk about the, the Rangers, uh, who they're going to send to the hill, Tomorrow afternoon in their very first uh, um, uh, Cactus League game of the year, and then uh, uh, you snuck a bit in on me at the end, so people are gonna have to wait and find out what that bit is that, that Kev's got here at the end. Uh, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna play grandpa's.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's gonna play be a grandpa's lot of
0: pause <laughs> tonight at the end. But yeah, before we get started on the show, I gotta let everybody know, right? Twitter, my animal bull, Instagram, my animal three hundred, TikTok, and and Facebook, the old mm-hmm. Facebook, yeah, it's our, our key demographic, mm-hmm. right? That's where I put all the ads. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're listening because you heard us on an ad, thanks mm-hmm. for thanks for checking us out off of that ad, and uh, <laughs> I hope you hang around for a little while and and uh, take in a a show or two. But uh, uh, yeah, I'm I'm ready to. I'm ready to talk baseball whenever you are. Did I say bull pro on Facebook? I like, so yeah, whatever. That. Same thing. <laughs> Favorite platform messages, social media stuff. You guys get it. Like
1: Yeah. Well, this, this might go down as the greatest intro we've ever had. we've had some good ones, but this one, this one for it some might, reason, it might
0: be top five. I don't know. <laughs> well,
1: well, I'm in the middle of the opening. Yeah,
0: Baron starts
1: around. doing his thing, throws me off, and then I get thrown off and I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna roll. You guys roll should have card. heard it
0: earlier. <laughs> man, Kevin in there like taking the cookies away from his kid or something. Yeah. And man, the kid was going crazy. I never connected with his kid more than that moment whenever the food was gone and he was irate. And I just I felt that in my soul.
1: Yeah, yeah, he was irate um so hey we do have a lot of fun stuff to talk about today um it's not a lot but i think it's a lot of juicy content so um let's jump right into around the league uh we got uh eric hosmer hosmer retiring um you know yeah. good for him i mean good ball yeah, good, good career i think yeah.
0: he kind of got bounced around a little bit ended up with uh uh the royals and won a world series with the royals and I think he guess I guess more he got bounced around a little bit after that. Spent some time with played a big contract with San Diego and got sent around, and in the Soto deal, decided no, nah, not for me. Ended up with Boston. Uh, I don't. I can't even remember what he did last year. He might not even made it out of spring training. I can't remember. But uh, you know, really good career, and uh, at one point, probably the best pick in first baseman over there at. At first base, good Gold Glove guy, um, and and was a big part of the the Royal success, and uh, really he was a big part of the turnaround in San Diego uh, when they went out and got him and Manny Machado and started turning the corner themselves.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, it looks like the market somehow in some way for baseball teams is not a good. It's not. It's a. It's a. It's a bear market right now because another owner takes his team off the market out there in Washington.
0: Yeah. I think that's exactly the most uh, desirable franchise right now. They're not in a great place to sell. Um, you know, they're, they're probably asking prices outrageous just because of the fact that I don't ever think that they were too serious about selling that team.
1: But like you have what now that's, is that the third franchise? Cause you have second
0: uh, like, for sure, because the angels for yep, sure. Rituals and then the Baltimore Orioles actually so. did get sold. Yeah, so so I think out of the 3 uh, 33% going to going to end mm-hmm. up uh, getting sold and then the rest are, the owners are going to hang around and and see what they can do with the market.
1: Yeah, see if it see if it goes in a different direction. A lot of a lot of uncertainty out there with the TV markets, but I think that's going to make a big turn cuz baseball right now, I feel like is probably as popular as it's really ever been in my life. And when I was a kid, it was pretty popular. And then, you know, the whole strike, the strike, steroid steroids. stuff. I feel yeah. like like right now, baseball, especially, like, at the youth level, man, like, it's Well, it's and cute. also... I mean,
0: when you think about the places that we've lived well, we've been noticing the youth play baseball, when you live in Texas, the youth baseball scene has always been amazing in the DFW area. right? And, and I'm sure in Miami, it's no different. It's full time. You can play all year round. Every kid's got a baseball bat in his hand all year and playing ball. So, um, you know, we, uh, maybe it's not as the same and maybe Indiana, you know, Michigan, Wisconsin, some of those great Lake states or some of those Northwest states.
1: Yeah. Well, I think like baseball, like ratings and stuff like that has been been pretty good over the last, what you might call it years, you know, decade, half decade, whatever. Um, So I, I, I just, I think it's, you know, maybe this TV thing once it kind of settles out, um i think that the economic state of the game is probably going to be as good as it's been uh, maybe ever but um i
0: really feel that way too i feel and i also think that like the game being more uh, i don't want to say watchable but more entertaining just with it being under three hours i mean you know football is fine three hours every sunday because you've only got you know 16 of them yeah or you- Team has 16, 17 of them, or whatever baseball. It doesn't have to be, doesn't have to be four hours every night just because you can't, it can be.
1: Yeah. I, I, I will say it till I'm blue in the face. <clears throat> I think the pitch clock really did make, uh, it did improve the, the watching, uh, the quality of watching the games. And you know how I knew, of course, us old school, like hardcore baseball fans, like we're going to watch, but other people wanted to watch the games more with me. Um, you know, like like family members, friends and stuff, like I found more people interested in watching the game just like in general, and then once they watched it, when they did start to watch it, they're like, Wow, the game does move a lot faster now. So, um, so yeah, I think it's a good thing. I think it's healthy for <clears throat> I think it's healthy for the league. So uh, you know, a healthy thing, a healthy spot. League. But what else did we have for around so, the league? So
0: speaking of healthy things for the league. I got something that I want to talk about for a minute. And before I do, though, I have to remind everyone that today's show is brought to you by Matt War Pro Wrestling. Ooh. Matt War Pro Wrestling is going to be back at, at uh, Martin House Brewing on saturday march 24th it's our first saturday show out there at the brewery so we're looking forward to it um bell, bell time 8 p.m so come on out have some brews with martin house brewing and then catch all the wrestling excitement with the matt um, war pro superstars and get you some ice cream get you some food we're gonna have it all it's gonna be a big time i think last time i'm gonna have to make friends with this person too but they had a cotton candy lady Ooh, yeah like i mean it's like a fat kid's delight in that building whenever you go there like you hit the, you hit the ice cream lady then hit the um the the I, the cotton candy lady and then go back and have you like six or eight beverages so it's totally worth i enjoyed being there just as a spectator or actually someone trying not to even look like a spectator
1: well i could uh i can agree and i concur last last but year that, hell's half acre was my bet was my first show
0: Oh, yeah, and and we had a blast. And don't forget, though, um, Mm. it's Saturday, March 24th.
1: Yeah, yeah. First show for Matt War Pro for us. Uh, My wife made a a friend for life first time there. um, Had a good time. The show was great. The weather was great. So it should be a good old time out there at Martin House Brewing. Uh, And
0: officially announced this morning the 300-pound Manimal will be an entrant.
1: Yeah, and for us, that's all that we really care about on this show is like, is our guy going to be in the thing? And
0: uh, I will be there and in action, live in action.
1: And if uh, if you guys want to come out to the uh, want to come out to the event, and uh, you need any information, just hit us up. Let us know uh, via uh, the social medias. Give us a question. We'll we'll give you any information you might want to come hang out with the boys and watch a little wrestling. Uh, I think Martin House is going to be serving the. They're, I guess, are they going to be, they got their... The, uh, Matt
0: War Pro Body Slammer IPA.
1: There you go. So you got that. There's also going to probably be a food truck out there, ice cream. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be fun. The shows are great. The They're kid-friendly. So like, you know, bring my little guy out there. We have a good time. So be a blast. So uh, let's, uh, let's, I feel like we had one more thing around the league, didn't we? Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know. We said, like, speaking of great things for the league, Mm -hmm. when we were talking about uh, uh, a minute ago with the pitch clock and keeping the game going and all that, well, another great thing that could happen for the league is uh, expansion is starting to become real. Mm -hmm. It's going to happen. There's going to be 32 big league teams at some point in the next, I don't know, two, three years. Mm -hmm. And, And maybe a little more than that, but... Uh, you know, in the next handful of years, you're going to probably see a couple of new expansion teams. And uh, I was going to ask you, Kev, Mm -hmm. where do you want to see, not Fort Worth, where do you want to see an expansion team put?
1: I mean, Fort 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 Worth Worth. was my first choice um, for sure. I think this city could handle a pro baseball team, but I digress. Um, you know you put me on the spot so I'm, I wasn't prepared to answer the question I'll tell you where there's there doesn't need to be pro baseball I think anymore uh, probably in in Oakland those 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 owners out there don't know how to handle uh, professional professional baseball definitely not um, on the east Coast either uh, you know what I want to see with expansion you know I'm into uniforms and stuff right yeah, I want right. to see like dark colors so like a team with like like black or Nate cuz all the new color all the new teams always come with these like kind of funky looking colors you think about the Marlins the Diamondbacks the Rockies, Rockies
0: yeah. you know it's
1: like like all these kind of they're trying Marvel. to like have unique colors or whatever like like just give me like a red and black team like i don't even know if there is a red just a red and black you know team with maybe some like like you know strong like strong red and black with maybe a, a white trim or like a you know, another, like another trim color, like anything with that. So I'm thinking like, what's a good place that would have, you know, like that could, that could support like a, you know, you know, maybe Portland, you know, like the trailblazers out there. They got the the red, the red and black, you know, they could have a baseball team red and black too. That'd be cool. I think Portland, Oregon doesn't have a baseball team. Maybe
0: Salt Lake city.
1: I could see that. I can well, see. As long as they don't, they, be they, they can't place. do purple.
0: Yeah, they can't because the the Jazz already have that, yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, well, and they can't because the Rockies are purple, and it's right there next right, to them. Right,
0: and they're ne- right next to them, and the Jazz in town.
1: Yeah, but you know, the uh, Utah, the youths, they got the navy, kind of the navy or the, the well, red and white colors. I guess. Yeah,
0: and I I think they would look Not good. Not
1: navy, but like a maroon.
0: I feel like their baseball uniforms normally are like a red with black and white trim.
1: Mhm.
0: Okay, so yeah, they normally look pretty good. Well, you know what else like you could do red in Utah with white pants.
1: You know what else you could do in Utah because, like, this the state. Like, if you've been to Utah, we've been, both been through Utah, so like they like a burnt orange, like a UT ish color. You know, something that. like that. That yeah. that would be pretty cool
0: That's out there, looking over the mountains.
1: Yeah, yeah. So no, I think Salt Lake City would be good. Portland might be a nice uh, a nice spot. Uh, Oklahoma City. Baseball, baseball's huge. Barons
0: no to Oklahoma City. I heard it.
1: Yeah, I, no. I did too. Um, you know, but no, I think Oklahoma City, like that, might be a nice. They they love baseball, man. Like Oklahoma, they're they're, they have huge baseball culture, uh, in that state too. So I I definitely think that would be a, um, you know, another good a good spot, another good sport. You know, we talked about Florida, definitely a sports state like Orlando.
0: Yeah, maybe uh, Jacksonville.
1: Maybe Jacksonville. I could uh, see that too. Definitely probably more of like a baseball town up there in Jacksonville. I could see that.
0: You know why I would be totally against uh, Raleigh or uh, Charlotte, North Carolina being a team to get one of these teams?
1: <clears throat> why is that?
0: Because uh, Corey Seager is from uh, North Carolina, and I don't want him getting any ideas mm-hmm. about how he needs to go home and save the hometown team.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see uh, that. I so, could see that. No, I. You I know think where that could... I would.
0: You, you know where I am going to say? I am going to suggest two places, and I am going to see what you have to say about these two places.
1: Okay.
0: First place, Mexico City.
1: Okay. Very, Let me it's... tell
0: you why. You think it's fun watching the ball get hit in Colorado and Arizona, where they have a little bit of elevation. I mean, I know Colorado sixty eight hundred feet or whatever, but you get down to Mexico City, and it's like eighty four hundred feet elevation. Mm. so you're gonna have I mean the ball is gonna carry like crazy out there so I wouldn't be opposed to um, Mexico City being a place that gets uh, one of these ball clubs just for the fun of it and the craziness of it and the Mm -hmm. the humidifier news every week when you're and you know that's probably a team that the Rangers would have in their division
1: yeah how fun would that be
0: so yeah you've got that and then another place that I think might be fun to have baseball in is
1: Vancouver. Hmm. Yeah. I, I like where you're thinking just in terms I of you know, getting it more international.
0: Yeah. And I think with Vancouver, I think you definitely need a stadium similar to like Safeco or what the Rangers have down here for, for conditions and all of that. Um, just being up there in that Pacific Northwest. But I also wouldn't be opposed to Portland. I also wouldn't be opposed to Salt Lake city. Um, I wouldn't be opposed to Montreal getting a baseball team again. Um, you know, everybody deserves a second chance.
1: Mm. Yeah, I think. And how many teams? We're we talking two or one?
0: Probably two.
1: Two teams, because there's 30 teams in the league. So, um, yeah, I think I think all those are great. I think those are all great ads, and I think those are probably. Um, I would say we're probably close to likely of one of those places being. Um, being a, a likely destination. So, um, well, we talked expansion. Uh, we talked about ownership. Uh, we have talked nothing about minor league baseball, but, no. but we are going to talk about some hot prospects that are going to be playing in spring training that are going to be pitching in this rotation. So I think it's a good time for me to just jump in here real quick so that we have no more commercials for the rest of the rest of the show. We can just roll downhill but if you haven't checked out our exclusive content down on the farm with the boys, we cover all things Rangers Minor League. You should go check it out right now on our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. All one word. Or on our Spotify page. It's just $1.99. You can make us your one-stop shop for all things Rangers Minor League. Just just recently, we talked about the Hickory Crawdads position players. We ranked the top 10 first basemen in the organization. And you can expect a similar uh, episode coming out next week where we're going to talk about the down East, uh, wood ducks, their position players, but also as these next, I would say these next four weeks with all of this going on in spring training, we're going to really see those minor league teams start to shape up and become, uh, become something. And that will be really interesting because then we're going to kind of know who's playing, where, what the range and it kind of gives you an insight to what the Rangers are planning or thinking, um <clears throat> with these prospects and I think I think really there's gonna be two kind of narratives all year long in the minor leagues. One is gonna be the transient nature of really double A, high A, and A. And just seeing players probably getting shuffled all over the place. And then you're also gonna see probably a lot of action at double A and triple A with guys that um you know are on the cusp of major league ready. Um, that are guys that are like ready to go. Rangers have a lot of prospects that are, uh, you know, major league, like it's time for them to to get their crack at the majors and, you know, might see some trades uh, might see some interesting 40 man moves to happen as the season goes along. So a lot of cool storylines are going to be unfolding with this minor league uh, organization this year. And uh, you know, obviously the pitching staff uh, is going to be at the top of that list And one of their top prospects is Jack Leiter. And Jack Leiter is going to be uh, pitching in the first game uh, that the Texas Rangers play in spring this year.
0: Yeah, last year when Leiter was uh, with the club, I think he made like one appearance all spring with the big club. I expect him to probably pitch every fifth day or so. Um, Maybe even, you know, throw in one inning, maybe even more than that. Who knows how it'll, it'll shake down, but, uh, uh Dunning is going to get the start, um, on Friday afternoon. And then, uh, after him, you're going to see Bradford Duffy lighter, Zach Kent, Yeri Rodriguez, Mark church and Antoine Kelly in no particular order. Um, These are just kind of how they're written down on the paper in front of me. But I imagine you'll see the starters more at the front half and then the guys that are going to be in the bullpen more on the back half.
1: Man, these are each every one of these names is loaded, I think, because the timing and like them putting these guys in the first game, you know, I think it also has a little bit of significance. I'm sure there's probably like strategic pairings, too. Um You know, so there's probably they're probably not trying to tell us anything, but I think there's probably, you know, they have an idea of what they want to see. And I would say now, obviously, we just talked about Jack Leiter. You just brought it up that I I think the Rangers would love to see him take a major step forward and make it really hard for them to not give him a 40 man roster spot. Uh, I think they want him to take take one of those spots this year.
0: Well, I don't think, yeah, I don't think it would hurt their feelings, especially with him being Rule 5 eligible at the end of the season. Right. So I think uh, the sooner they can get Jack Leiter in the major leagues and him being uh, a productive player, the better. Um, Dunning is going to be in the rotation for sure. Barring an injury, Dane Dunning is going to be in the rotation. Um, Cody Bradford is on that cusp of being in the rotation. Danny Duffy is a guy that we've talked about as being a dark. Horse.
1: Hang on, stop here. Okay. But Danny Duffy to me is the most int- like in and there, there are, I mean, Kent is an interesting name and Yuri Rodriguez is interesting too, right? But but Duffy to me is the most interesting because he was a guy that was on the team last year that we really only kind of talked about in passing. But it really feels like like this team considers him a serious like contender to be an impactful player. And I think this kind of proves it like he's, he's, he's literally going to be starting or playing in the first game and getting some pitching work. I think the team's really looking at him to fill to hopefully fill a spot this year.
0: I think they definitely want to find out what Danny Duffy can bring to the ball club. I think that, uh, um, with him last year spending most of the year rehabbing and then kind of working at the minor league level and then getting ready as a bullpen hand in case down the stretch or something, you know, emergency wise, they needed Danny Duffy there that he could get one or two innings at a bit of high rate. Um, as far as everything I've heard this um, spring is that he's going to, uh stretch out and the idea is for him to eat innings in the in as a rotation piece now that doesn't mean that it's going to happen at the big league level just yet because he's on a minor league contract and you know how it is after yep. after the uh spring and the, he gets sent to aaa if he doesn't make the club if there's a better deal for him elsewhere he can go at any time so that's the biggest The biggest thing with Danny Duffy is if he's going to be a contributor on the big league team, he's going to make the team out of spring training.
1: No, I, I agree with you. I think that's, I think they want to find out what they have with them. Like really like right away. Um, One thing about him, like, you know, ERA has always been pretty, I mean, I would say, you know, I wouldn't say super low, but like decent, he's probably a back end. Of the rotation kind of well, is
0: definitely a five at this point in his career. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah, definitely a back end kind of rotation, maybe a long, a middle relief guy, spot start guy, um, you know, always has struggled a little bit um, with, you know, with walks. I think that's just always kind of been something. Uh, strikeouts have always been pretty good with him as far as, you know, lefties go. I think it makes, it
0: also as a left hander, one thing with him on those walks, he has been uh, he was un, he was always unwilling to give in. Yes, and that's why he had more walks. That it was almost like whenever I mean I'm not comparing him to Nolan Ryan, right. anything. But that was the kind of Nolan Ryan would rather give up a walk than a hit.
1: Yeah, no, I I agree, and and I think that I think and that's been
0: and that's become not cool in baseball
1: yeah well, walks are becoming a major issue in baseball altogether. but one thing too, and this is just speculation, purely speculation. But his last real like time in the majors was with Kansas City. Um, and during that time it he'd had a really good um really good thirteen starts. He had a two fifty one earned run average. His whip was lower than it had been in probably five years. and it 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 it's possible, and again, I'm just speculating that Maybe he was starting to figure some things out. Cause a lot of times pitchers just something'll click and then all of a sudden they're better. And maybe he was figuring some stuff out, then he gets hurt and can't get healthy. And maybe he's he's, you know, high-end hopes that maybe he's starting to figure he, he's got some things figured out and, well, maybe and can be not, a contributor. Uh,
0: he's not a guy, uh uh that when you think of him, you think of Danny Duffy flamethrower. No. You know, so um, I could see that being the case where he's a guy that, uh, you know, I'm he also, now let me, like, I'm not trying to throw shade at Danny Duffy's fastball because yeah. 93 miles an hour is a perfectly adequate fastball for a left-handed starting pitcher in the big leagues. Right. And as guys like the great Greg Maddox would say, it's not how hard you throw, it's where you throw it.
1: Right. Right. Well, and he's got so, a better fastball than velocity wise than Bradford or uh, right, right. Haney, and the I imagine was.
0: that Mark Minor as well, because he's kind of a big, I mean, I'm sorry, Danny Duffy as well. He's kind of a big dude that it seems like he probably has good extension as well.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that may be the case as well with him. Um, but like I saw him pitch a little bit in Frisco last year, not <laughs> enough to like you know, like say, oh, he's he's washed because coming off of an injury, any pitcher can be down, right. You know I mean? But he wasn't like – I think his big thing last year in the minor leagues was location. He just yep. wasn't locating the ball well. And if he can get back to where he's locating the ball well and his fastball is somewhere between 92 and 94, he's going to be a, a you know, a viable candidate to get outs in this rotation this year. And if not, you know, I mean,
1: probably someone else's rotation this year. I, I agree. And, again, one more final thing about him because we talked a lot about Danny Duff. But his K rate actually – over the last three years, was going up. Um, home run rate was going down. Uh, hits per nine was going down. So you know he start he was going in the in the right direction. So again, again, definitely a a project. But the fact that he's on that first day tells me that the Rangers have some kind of plan to at least look at him. Let's talk about Zach Kent
0: okay well zach he's a he's a uh guy on the 40-man roster right so they're definitely wanting to give zach ken a look this year um he spent a lot of time i mean he was up with he was a non-roster last year as well because he was or not i'm sorry not a non-roster invite he was in spring trading last year as well because they decided to put him on the 40 man right before uh or right after the 2022 season so um This is going to be a second um, consecutive spring training with the big club. He's going, you know, he's going to get a real look this year. He had some time last year where he was injured with uh, um, round rock and never really put together much of a season uh, really at all. Um, Did pitch a little bit last year in the Arizona fall league Um, kind of saw. You know, uh, good moments and bad, but you see that a lot in the in the Arizona Fall League, especially guys that are coming off of injuries. So uh, I, I look forward to seeing him pitch a handful or more starts to see where, or I mean, uh, games here in, in the Cactus League and kind of start seeing where he's at as far as, uh, you know, if he can be productive as a big leaguer as well, because I've been seeing videos of him throwing the, the, the two seamer with just 17 inch run. And, uh, you know, so if that translates and those bullpens can translate to hitters. You know, I mean, that's hard to hit. Those are, those are those swords, you know, that they, you, you look like you're pulling a sword by the end of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So well, we'll see what the, other thing,
1: the other thing with him is like, in, you know his his minor league career he's always had a lot of swing and miss um you know walks aren't huge a huge issue for him um mm-hmm. and when he's been good I mean, he's been pretty hard to hit and he does strike a lot of guys out so you know I, I think I think kind of the same thing you were saying like I think what they're seeing with him it's kind of like more of the it's more of what he could be um and and maybe the talent they see it they see the stuff. And they just think, man, this guy just needs to stay healthy and stay in the strike zone. And he's going to be – he could be a really um, good contributor to the team. Um, well, and,
0: and he's also another guy that could contribute in the bullpen at some, time, at some point this year as well.
1: Yeah, especially with the strikeout potential. You know, yeah, because, I mean,
0: uh, they may be making that kind of tough decision with him on whether he is a starter or a bullpen hand right now.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you've got – if you've got, you know – some good movement on two pitches and you can strike guys out. I mean, uh, (laughs) chances are you are a good candidate for the bullpen. And at this stage of his career, he needs to be, he's probably just happy just to find a, find a home at the major league.
0: Yeah. He was a full four year college guy and, you know, was in the system four years. So he's, you know, 25 years old or so.
1: Yep. Uh, Let's talk about Yuri Rodriguez, another guy I didn't expect to see kind of like in this spot. Um, Well, they got
0: he's another guy. They got to find out what they have with him because, I mean, I think this is this may be his last option year because I think he was up both last year and the year before that. So this is his last option year. You got to find out what you got with him and and see what happens because, I mean, he's he's got a really live arm and he's got decent. Um, decent enough um, off pitches to to keep guys off of his 97, 98 mile an hour fastball. And now it's just about performing at the big league level because he's had opportunities. He's just never been, you know, what he, what he, uh, what his ceiling can be.
1: Yeah. He just, it seems like he can get, he's done really good up to, you know, the double a level. And then once he got to the triple a level, he just has never been able to, to really figure it out from the AAA level or obviously at the major league level. Um, And again, you know, you you can make speculations, but, you know, a lot of it looks like contact, you know, like giving up too many, too many hits. Um, You know, he does strike out a lot of guys, but at the same time, you know, 12 and a half uh, hits per nine innings is really, really high. Yeah. Especially
0: Um, for a guy that you're only asking to get three outs.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and even when you get to his mind and that's in the majors, but even in his minor league uh, in his minor league numbers, you know, uh, the, the hits are a little bit high. Strikeouts are nice, but uh, again, just a guy that, that we hope. Still young, out.
0: Just As and, young, it's just, it's time, you know I mean? And like.
1: Well, and he could be know, a losing side of the bullpen kind of guy too. You know, as I want to
0: see Yerry Rodriguez succeed because when you look at the guys that have went, come off of this 40 man roster for him to still be there, you know, you need him to succeed at this point. And if he's not going to, it's, it's time to be, you know, on to the next thing. And, you know, you know, I mean, not, we've seen a million guys beyond 40 man rosters that you watched them come up and you think, Oh, this guy's the guy. And, you know, it never pans out, but, if Maddox and is keeping him around, you know, I mean, I think he he has something that you just got to, you know, really put it together and let's see if he can do it this year.
1: Yeah, and then I mean, we've talked already at length um, about Bradford, Antoine Kelly, and Mark Church. Probably don't need to beat the dead horse there. Just excited yeah, to see him get out there and and get some get some face time.
0: Yeah, and we've talked. I mean, we've talked Bradford. He should make the club, a I mean, lighter. He's going to get every opportunity to pitch in the big leagues with the Texas Rangers. And then Kelly and Church, I mean, you know, we want to see these guys succeed because when we look at Yuri Rodriguez and if he's not going to succeed, we need one of those guys to follow him or both of those guys to follow him and succeed.
1: So all year long, we've been kind of uh, <clears throat> keeping an eye on the free agent tracker, right?
0: Oh, good Lord. All right, let's we've, do it.
1: We've been keeping an eye on the free agent tracker, you know, who's available, you know, what guys are out there. So I thought, why not for fun, figure out, like, look at, look at the guys that have the most service time in the big leagues, see who those guys are and see if, those, if we think any of these guys are going to land on a major league team.
0: All right, let's do it.
1: So, Zach, Grinky, what do you think?
0: Maybe I, I still don't know. I mean, like, I think he's like he's like one injury away from being like scooped up for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. What about Joey Votto?
0: You know, with. With Toronto going in some different directions, I thought that was going to be a place that he would play and maybe take some at bats there against right handed pitchers uh, north of the border. But I don't think so now. I think that, but who knows? I mean, he's, he's probably had contacts and, you know, he's one hitter going down away from having a job too especially or getting the a major league. league deal.
1: Yeah, especially major as a DH. What about Evan Longoria?
0: Uh, I guess I didn't see him like announce his retirement. So yeah, I don't know. He wasn't bad with no. uh, Arizona last year. And he was a really good veteran presence on that team that really needed a good veteran presence. So um, if he was in the big leagues again this year, I wouldn't be shocked.
1: Okay. Now what about Johnny Cueto? Is there something going on with him? Like, like off the field issues or what? Cause I wouldn't expect, I didn't expect to see him on this list.
0: I I mean, I think he pitched last year for the
1: Marlins or somebody. Yeah. He pitched for Um, the Marlins last year.
0: Yeah, I can't imagine, but again, you know, one injury happens and you need some veteran pitcher, you know, I mean, someone might take a chance on him. Pittsburgh seems like they're just signing anybody and everybody that's old and washed.
1: (laughs) Well, okay. Johnny Cueto. Okay. Last year, with Miami, you know, six point <laughs> zero two earned run average, you know, wasn't certainly wasn't was a shell of Johnny Cueto. But the year before that, just a year before that, he had twenty-five starts for the White Sox with a 335 earned run average. Year before that, he was just a little over four in 20 plus starts for the Giants. Yeah, um, yeah
0: Francisco. What, what's his age? Is he what thirty-seven? He's 38?
1: He's thirty-eight, so he's, yeah. you know, David Robertson's is thirty-nine. One injury, one
0: about injury. I mean, hey, one injury, and you could see Cueto on a, on a field near you.
1: Yeah, I mean, the strikeout, obviously, the strikeout numbers, are down, but, at the same time, he had a five-point-eight K rate in twenty-twenty-two, but he also yeah, had. A I, don't yeah, I don't know. Yeah.
0: But like I said, just uh, I mean, like we, I mean, almost with all these guys, I mean, one injury. One team decides they need to go that route, and all these guys could be on an on a roster.
1: What about Rich Hill? He wasn't bad last year. I thought he was a Here's pretty a good pitch pitcher last year. Yeah, remember him, the big curveball? He played against yeah, us. No, he was pretty good. I know, who,
0: I know who Rich Hill is. I mean, he's been around the league. Since. Dick Mountain is his nickname, <laughs> which is fantastic. <laughs> Oh, He's geez. a lot cooler than the other Richard Hills, I know.
1: Oh, my God. You, no, but, you know, um, I mean, he had bro. a – port There's a point last year with Pittsburgh where he was not a bad pitcher. I mean, he kind of fell apart a little bit. Well, yeah, um, I
0: mean, but, like, you know, he might be the type of guy that the Rangers could go out and all they need is April and May. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean – Eh, I don't know. I mean, again, another guy that's one injury away from being on somebody's roster.
1: Let's see. Um, So obviously now here's some, here's some, here's some interesting ones. Um, Brandon Belt and Brandon Crawford, both, both both Bochy guys. Yeah.
0: I mean, both guys that I could have seen being in the big leagues this year for sure. I, I think feel like if wanted to be in the big leagues, he could be in the big leagues, it feels like.
1: I just feel like his price tag's too high. They're talking about like $21 million for him.
0: Yeah, see, fast. Yeah, man. I mean, not, as a Ranger, like not as, I mean, especially if you're thinking that he's only going to hit against right-handers, mm-hmm. if that, I mean, I don't know. The Rangers' future is so bright, you don't want to just like bring in a bunch of dudes that are in the twilight of their career. To take it bats away from them. No,
1: I agree. I agree. You know, you want to know a couple other names that are still out there.
0: What do we got? What do we got? How old do we get? Like (laughs)
1: we got Cole Calhoun and Brad Miller are still out there.
0: Pass, Oh, pass, (laughs) dude. (laughs) Like literally, we've done that. Like, yeah, I know. The the last two years, I've seen both of those guys (laughs) more than I wanted, and Brad Miller played like seven games last year, and that was like six more than I cared to see him play in
1: what about um what about will Myers he, he's not a bad he's not a bad option he's a pretty he's a pretty decent yeah, you know player. what you
0: know what really saddled will Myers through the prime of his career was being in that just awful contract that maybe San Diego gave him and he they just couldn't they couldn't trade it and it wasn't will Myers' fault because he was a good player it was San Diego's fault for giving that kind of money to will Myers
1: right right So you
0: know like you can't like I I never thought I thought he was a good player at certain points in his career and he helped those San Diego teams and you know I mean I don't know if there's a contract out there for him but you know one guy gets hurt and you need a hitter
1: yeah he just didn't he just didn't play very well last year I think that two years running he hasn't hit very well and that's if he can't do that um what's the point point? one other interesting guy we've talked about on this list i'm still kind of got my radar up for uh jake Rizzi still out there um not a lot of money wouldn't cost a lot of money obviously jd Martinez is probably the best name on this list that we know yeah, is going to play somewhere um yeah, but no I mean,
0: maybe not maybe not the best name on the list as far as all-time baseball players but as of right now in their career yep I would say he's probably the best name on this list and what about? someone's gonna need it someone's gonna need a hitter and jd martinez is gonna be like oh you need me to get up off my couch and come hit 320 for you or you know yeah. or 260 for you and with 32 home runs and driving yeah. 70 runs
1: mm-hmm. i'll give you that you know uh you know remember you remember last year we were there were people were talking about this guy coming and playing for for us but uh old, old mad bum's still out there he's only 34 Oh, Let's please not talk. Uh,
0: but yeah, like wasn't his scouting report at like midseason last year? Like, like dudes were saying his scouting report was similar to that of a uh, like a, a position player pitching.
1: <laughs> he that's had ridiculous. A, he, he, he had in sixteen innings, he had a ten. He was zero and three with a ten earned run average. His yeah, he uh,
0: was his spiked and then like yelling at people as they were hitting. Yeah, the ball he had the a two point
1: four whip. strikeouts were 5.4 per inning. So but he had a
0: really high, like a really high peak those years in the world series. Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. He definitely, he definitely was one of the best pitchers in the game.
0: And I'm pretty sure that Arizona is paying him a ton of money this year to not play for them.
1: (laughs) Well, um, that was fun. Yeah, more?
0: No, that's the end. Oh, there, I mean, there's
1: man. more, but but I mean, there, there's no point in, you know, talking yeah, about, um, you know, uh, well, I lost I lost the list now. So, no, oh, no, no. True, there, true there's true no true point talking about Colton Wong. No, um,
0: let's not, yeah. Let's, let's go ahead and just wrap the show up and not subject <laughs> these people to have to bring up Colton Wong.
1: I mean, we could talk about the players, the free agents with the worst war. Um, that are still out there, like uh, Harold Castro. And- Maybe
0: tomorrow. We got we to <laughs> another one tomorrow. So. Thank you, everybody,
1: for tuning in uh, and and for hanging around for a little bit of fun there at the end. Uh, it's been Texas Rangers with the boys. Uh, you can check us out on social media, TXRangersWTB. Don't forget to check us on the World Wide Web at TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com all one word, where you can subscribe to our exclusive content down on the farm with the boys. We cover all things Rangers minor league. And thank you for subscribing to us or following us on your favorite podcasting platforms. And yes, thank you to all of our subscribers, AKA farm hands for supporting the show uh, and just being baseball fanatics for the 300 pound animal. This is your boy, Kev. We are Texas Rangers with the boys signing out.